Memphis, 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 Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and today's episode is going to be a lot about Game 6 and the aftermath and what happened in that game. We're going to completely break it down and kind of share our thoughts on it. This will be a short podcast, and upcoming for the offseason... Uh, We'll share a little bit about what we're seeing for the future and really just kind of the entire summer, the offseason leading up into next year and next season. We've been working on that and planning it out behind the scenes. So we have a lot of uh, info we want to share with you. Uh, We're really excited about the offseason. And honestly, I've thought long and hard about it. And I've thought, you know, maybe there's some time I want to take away and different things I want to do. But realistically, after speaking with uh, a lot of people behind the scenes, whether it be with Grizz Lead uh, or the lead in general, and after speaking with my wife, my lovely wife yesterday, she gave me a piece of advice. And so with that being said, we're going to keep going and we'll share that just in a minute. But let's go ahead and break down what is and what was of game six between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. So let's go ahead and get into it. The Grizzlies go down 96 to the Warriors 110, but it was much, much closer than that. So with the start of the game, Clay Thompson came out Game 6 Clay, And honestly, he lived up to exactly what Game 6 Clay is all about. The dude was shooting fireballs. He couldn't miss. He was 8 of 14, but honestly... He, he was just throwing all those in the first quarter in the first half like it was something to behold. It was a it was a game that you want to look back on and be like, man, that that guy, that guy lived up to the name Game 6 Clay. But going off for 30 points of 8 of 14, it was it was a game that you can't ever take back from him. But all in all, the Grizzlies, they kept throwing their jabs back at the Warriors. The Warriors remained in, you know, I want to say probably the lead uh, for majority of the game. Like back and forth a lot of times, and the Grizzlies would catch back up. But the Grizzlies were always close. With every uppercut, with every hook, the Grizzlies kept throwing their jabs and kept the pressure on the Warriors. So honestly, just looking back at it, I felt great. Even at halftime, I felt like the Grizzlies had a chance to really win the game. I want to say they were they were probably down two points. That's what it was. Uh, I believe two points at halftime, and I felt I felt okay about it. Even though Clay was going off and playing crazy, they were only down two at half. Well, let's get into the third quarter. The Warriors playing well. The last two quarters, quarter two and quarter three, the Grizzlies outscored the Warriors by three points total. So that would be after the first quarter down four, and then you, you get a two-point advantage, so you're only down two at half. You get a one-point advantage down at the third quarter, so you're only down one point going into the fourth quarter. And that really, 
That's really what came down to it. And it's not just the entire fourth quarter. The Grizzlies only being down 77 to 78 going into that fourth quarter. What would happen then is the Grizzlies played very tough. And even at the 6 minute and 55 second mark, 6 minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the game, the Grizzlies led by 2 points, 89 to 87. All right, so we're looking at that less than 7 minutes and the Grizzlies have the lead in game 6 with a chance to bring it back to the grindhouse in game 7. Well, what happened then was completely completely the onslaught from Andrew Wiggins, nonetheless, Steph Curry. Like those two are the main reason that the Grizzlies are having to go home and pack it up and now are having their exit interviews. But from the 6:55 minute mark when the Grizzlies led by 2 points, 89 to 87, then what happened next? All the way until two minutes and 58 seconds left in the game. So roughly three and a half minutes overall of gameplay. The Warriors went on an 18-3 to run. And at that point, from 89 to 87, just in those three and a half or four minutes that you're looking at, it was 92-105. to It was an 18-3 to run. And if you close out the entire game, the Warriors closed the game from that 6-minute and 55-second mark on a 23-7 to run. And so, just looking at that, that's really where it came down to. I know Steph, in that fourth quarter, he went off for 11 points. He had three threes. And those were, honestly, those were backbreakers. Like Wiggins, he, he played so well, especially down the stretch where he was able to go up. He put the he put the Warriors up on a 3 by 1 point. It was 90 to 89. And then he came down and had a dunk that put them up 3, 92-89, and then a flurry of two Steph Curry threes and a Klay Thompson three that then put the game kind of out of reach. And that was the 92 to 105 and at that point, those back-to-back-to-back threes as well as the one from Wiggins plus the dunk, and then you had the Looney pass down to Looney, Looney nice pass to Draymond. It was just one of those games that it kind of got out of reach very quickly. But all in all, I felt like the Grizzlies played well. They gave themselves a chance to win the game. But let's look at the Grizzlies side of things. Steven Adams goes out of the game at one point with uh, an ankle or a leg injury, and he looks hobbled for the most part throughout that entire game. He did have his 10 rebounds, but but just looking at it, he only played 28 minutes, and I know he was still gassed from the COVID um, aftermath and the effects of that, uh, but Kevon Looney had 22 rebounds. Dan, uh, Draymond Green, 15 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, 11 rebounds. The Grizzlies got completely annihilated on that. And I think a lot of it was due to the fact of, one, Steven Adams just kind of being not himself. He wasn't able to be ex- as explosive as he normally is on getting the rebounds and kind of controlling uh, what is uh, one of the most crucial parts of the, you know, the rebounding game for the Grizzlies. He wasn't able to do that. And then you look at somebody like Bain, who was taking hit after hit, and he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look like he was fully healthy. And he was having the back issues. And so, and these aren't excuses. These are just explaining 
these guys were getting beat up, and I think that they were kind of running out of steam. Uh, if you look at Dylan Brooks, he came up hobbled on one of the plays where he was kind of limping and not able to completely uh, be as explosive, and a lot of that happened uh, towards the end of the game. So midway through, uh, Dylan looked great, and then he caught where maybe he rolled his ankle or he stepped on somebody, and he kind of came up hobbled. He didn't look the same the rest of the game. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., midway through the game, he kind of came up hobbled, and he was kind of limping around. And so those are all four of the five starters outside of Tyus Jones, four of the five starters who at one point were limping or coming up hobbled throughout the game. And so I think in the end of the day, am I happy? Yeah, I, I am happy. I'm happy that they took it to the Warriors. They didn't back down. You're talking about a four-minute span of time where they went off for an 18-3 to run. If you go back throughout the game, you're probably going to find something, you know, not as close to that, but something similar where the Warriors are taking off and going on big runs. But at that point, the Grizzlies were out of time. They had no chance to come back. They looked gassed. They didn't look like themselves towards the end of the game. They were all going one-on-one. Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of just took a backseat to everybody. He didn't look the same, and I don't know if it was uh, any kind of injury or if it was just that the fact is that they were getting beat and they saw the writing on the wall and they just kind of didn't have any more left, and they gave it all they had. Would they have been fine for Game 7 if they win Game 6? 100%. You're talking about these these top-level athletes being ready for a Game 7 at home and a chance to win, and at this point, they would be playing tonight on Monday night. The Grizzlies... The crowd, the grindhouse would be going nutso with a chance to play the Dallas Mavericks. So I, all in all, I love the season. I love the effort from this team. Yes, did they get out rebounded 70 to 44 and that makes you kind of puke? Yeah, 100%. The 25 offensive rebounds compared to the 10 for the Grizzlies, that that's, that's just can't happen. And that's a lot of it would happen. The Grizzlies... They got out assisted 24-21. They did have some steals. The turnovers from Golden State were 19-7, to so the Grizzlies did their job on that end, but they could not get the rebounds and the put in the second-chance points that they were getting for the Warriors. And that, in the end of the day, that was the biggest difference. The Grizzlies at one point led the game by seven points. And so... I want to tip my hat to the Grizzlies, and I don't want to go too much more into it because it was a game that you can completely break down top to bottom. But when I look at it, are there questions for the Grizzlies? Yeah. Brandon Clark still didn't play well. Kyle Anderson had the probably the worst game he's had all series. He went 0 for on points. Three rebounds, two assists. That's, that's not a good line. DNT Melton, who I thought played very well, only got 11 minutes. And so that's something we want to look at Maybe go in the future, and I don't know what his role is on the team uh, for the immediate or for the long term on this on this team. But as we've seen now, this two series where Melton played played well, played decent in this series against the Warriors, but he was a no show in the Minnesota series. So I don't know what's to come. But the bench of the Grizzlies had a total of 18 points overall, and that right there. That can't happen with a team that really relies on their bench to kind of come in and change the game and flip the game on its head. And so, all in all, the Grizzlies, yes, they didn't play well. 
but they played good enough to be in the game except for the last seven minutes of the game in total. So six minutes and 55 seconds where they were leading the game by two points. They let them go on a 23-7 to run. And at the end of the day, you can't come back from that, especially at the point of the game where it was, where there was not many minutes left and all the momentum was going to the home team with the home crowd behind them who, you know, they were probably the best home crowd they've been in that one game. The rest of the series, I feel like the Golden State, you know, crowd was a non-factor. And I think the Grizzlies missed so many chances to really win that series. And they could have been in a better spot if they were able to close out um, game four. That would have been big if they were able to claim game four. And then five, you answer with that. And then you take your loss in game six and with a chance to come back game seven. But at the end of the day, they had a lot of guys that might not be on this team next year. A lot of questions uh, with some answers to come in this offseason. So a 110 to 96 loss ends a great season. One of the best seasons the Grizzlies have ever had. But I don't think this will be the best season they ever will have because the future is very bright for these young Grizzlies. All right, let's change the mojo real quick. And let's hop into the offseason and what's to come for Grizz901. And if you've been a fan, I just want to say thank you. Uh, it's been a great first season to have a Grizzlies-only podcast. Uh, before, we were with Free Basketball, who you can find on uh, the Leeds Podcast Network. Uh, so go check that out there. But you can find Free Basketball, who is has a show every Monday. And my uh, co-host here, he is the host on Free Basketball. We do full NBA stuff as well as other shows. There's also a WNBA show there that comes out on Wednesdays uh, over on the podcast network. But if you're looking for more NBA talk, we're going to continue to keep going over there. Like That's not going to stop, especially through the end of the playoffs. And at that point, those guys you know, will take a break over there and just kind of have some team previews and, and working towards the next season uh, once we kind of take a step back. But that being said, Grizz not a one. I, I don't believe and really taking a, a complete, full stoppage. And with that being said, we're going to keep on going. And we've been giving you a lot of content uh, with episodes that come out on Mondays, majority of the time, and then a midweek episode. Throughout the entire season this year, we've done that, uh, I want to say almost every single week once we kind of got on a roll. And because of that, and because we've had so much good feedback from fans, from our, our team with Grizzly and with the lead people, and as I said earlier, my wife, uh, we're going to keep rolling with this. And we're not going to give you episodes every single midweek. Uh, we will be here giving you an episode every now and then, uh, because I think that our content, as we get closer to certain dates, such as the NBA draft and then Summer League, I, I think it's important to give you more content when the time you know calls for it. But not every week will be a midweek show. But you can guarantee that we're going to have a show unless something you know outside of vacations or just life in general or technical difficulties. You'll be having a show come out every single Monday. So let's go over what's going to happen. So today we had our Game 6 recap. Well, midweek this week, I'm looking at Wednesday potentially. Uh, we're going to have a full season recap, and I want to say that I'm going to bring on Nathan uh, Qualls, who a lot of people have gotten and got to know. He's with the Grizz lead, 
um, and he will be coming on and helping me kind of recap what was of the season and kind of looking back and uh, kind of just seeing what the fun moments were and uh, sharing those uh, special memories. I think that's important for us. Uh, But with that being said, we're going to keep on keeping on past that. Next Monday, Ryan, who has been all over me about doing this, and we've kind of put it off because um, it wasn't the right time. But Ryan, who has not told me anything about what this is about, but Ryan has a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you heard that right. A conspiracy theory that involves the Grizzlies. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, But that's what me and Ryan are going to do. We're probably going to look back a little bit on the season and ask some uh, different questions uh, to kind of think through what was of uh, that magical season where the Grizzlies bench and the surrounding unit really played well, um, surrounded by uh, a lot of good players that were so deep on this team that had the questions asking, you know, do they consolidate? Do they keep on going on? Uh, And now... We're going to ask the questions of, you know, what do you do with Kyle and Tyus? And uh, do you have a roster spot for Jarek Culver on a super, you know, cheap deal? Do you let him, you know, kind of walk at the end of the year? Uh, there's a lot of questions, and I know that everybody is very intrigued with that. Uh, but something else that everybody is intrigued with is going to be the NBA draft. And that is June 23rd. So June 23rd, which is roughly um, a month and a week or so um, after Uh, you're hearing this, which is today, Monday the 16th, you're looking at the June 23rd. So a month and a week, you're going to have the actual NBA draft on a Thursday night. With that being said, we want to give you a full draft breakdown. So you might have some midweek episodes, and we could be having guests. I've reached out to some people, and we could be doing some different things that we'll have on Grizz 901, and maybe even some, uh, some content coming from a different platform. Uh, where you can check us out. We're recording live. Uh, so you'll be able to have that all here, uh, wherever you can find your podcast. So continue to keep doing that. But we might have some live shows, so make sure you're tuned in uh, to Grizz Lead account, which is at Grizz underscore lead. Uh, and if you want to know more and follow the, the podcast a little bit closer, I did put up a Twitter account. I think it's important to have that. Uh, one, it has all of our uh, podcast content plus any live episodes we're going to do uh, probably over at Spotify Live. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's just it's just a live podcast in all in all honesty. Uh, but we're going to be doing some stuff over there with some other people. Uh, but you can expect after we hear Ryan's conspiracy theory, it's going to be all about the draft breakdown. Okay, so make sure you stay tuned to that, and then we'll give our full draft predictions on the twentieth, which is that Monday before the draft. It'll be our full draft predictions on what we see the Grizzlies do, what we think that they're looking at, and then we're going to tell you who in the world the Grizzlies are going to draft. And we're going to to stand by those players in hopes that the Grizzlies go for those guys. Best case scenario, that's what happens. And then the week after on the 27th, uh, we're going to give you a draft recap. And then at that point, you're talking about a week, we start getting into the summer league. And so there's two weeks from the draft to the summer league starting, and then you're going to have a lot of Zaire talk as well as a lot of talk about who these new players are that are coming and are going to be on this summer league roster. So we're going to break down the summer league roster as well uh, the following week. And then the 17th will be the end. So it will be July 17th 
will be the ending of the summer league. So it goes from the 7th to the 17th. The Grizzlies play some games. Then they play the tournament that's out in Vegas overall. And the 17th will be the last day, depending on how the Grizzlies do. Uh, we'll kind of have that played out. But on the 18th, which is the day after, you're going to have a podcast coming out. It's going to give the summer league results and whatnot. And so we've gotten that far. We've gotten through majority of what is of July. And so from July and into August, when you start getting some training camps starting in about September, um, that's going to be our, our little bit of a lull throughout the season. So if you have joined us and stay tuned for so long, that'll be where we give some player previews. Uh, but also we're going to give you like the best of Grizz 901, where we you know, replay some of the, the best interviews we've had, uh, whether it's like Jamie Dixon from TCU or if it is somebody like Tom Izzo from uh, Michigan State. If you want to go ahead and check those out, you can find those in our podcast feed. Uh, if you want to go ahead and hear them now. But we will be putting out uh, some filler episodes as well. Uh, because I think it's good to have content. Plus, if you missed them, uh, that would be a chance. And if you didn't hear about it, if you're not listening to this episode, you probably didn't ever hear that we had a Tom Izzo or Jamie Dixon or uh, you know whoever that came on the podcast. So... Uh, so make sure you stay tuned because we have a lot that is upcoming. It will be a fun-filled summer, a fun-filled off-season. It will be a blast, and I can't wait. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode so we can get ready to start wrapping up the season. Uh, you should be expecting an episode coming out Wednesday is what I'm hoping for. So in two days, uh, look for our uh, complete season recap uh, I know I will be doing it as well as Nathan. He'll be doing it, but we might have other people join us, uh, whether it's that episode or another episode, recapping the season with them. Because I feel like it's important to get everybody's view on what is to come or what was of the season. So a lot of good things happening. A lot of good things happening at Grizz901. So make sure you continue to stay subscribed throughout the entire offseason. Give us a rate, a review. We gave, had a giveaway not too long ago. And we gave away a, uh, I want to say it was a John Morant uh, Funko Pop. That's what it was called. And so gave it out to a lucky listener. Uh, so a lot of good times, a lot of good fun. So let's go ahead and continue to have a great week. I'm excited. I hope you are, especially for this team with the future being so bright. Uh, and honestly, with the draft upcoming, it's going to be changing, ever changing. And you know how the front office does. They like to make some swings every now and then. And I think it's swinging season for sure for them uh, this offseason where they can actually try to see if they can hit one out of the park. So let's have a great week. Be nice and tell your friends.